Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And also said that except the Lord watcheth over the city. The watchman waketh. He's awake. He's not asleep. He's awake. But in vain. Hallelujah. It means the watchman is expected to be awake. It means the watchman is expected to be alert. But it, so what it means is that NYPD is supposed to spend all the money Get all the security, put all the threat. They are supposed to do all that. That's the watchman. But as in spite of all that they do, if God does not protect you, you cannot be protected. Do you understand it? It means the real person who can keep you from harm is God. It does not mean they shouldn't do their job. They should do their job. The watchman must be awake. So they should do their job. But don't put your trust in their job. Put your trust in God. Hallelujah. It's God who can protect you from anything down the subway. Amen. It's God who can protect you anything in the bus. It's God who can protect you from anything in the tunnel. They are supposed to do their job and they will do their job. But at the end of the day, it's God who keeps us safe. May God keep you safe. May God protect you. May the bus that will cause you to have an accident, may you miss that bus. The train that will cause somebody to stab you, may you never get on that train. The plane that will cause an, uh, that will lead to an accident, may you miss that flight. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's a powerful prayer. So next time when you miss a bus, a train, or this, thank God for it. Yeah. Hallelujah. This morning, today we have a, it's a power pack Sunday. I have a lot of things to do. Communion, healing Jesus, a lot. So I'm, I'm going straight to the word. And the word I'm preaching is, you see, sometimes I preach a message and I get an impression in my spirit. That repeat it again. And Paul said to me, it is not grievous. I preached this message on Tuesday and I got an impression in my spirit to repeat it. So I'll repeat it until it gets to you. Because it contains your deliverance. It contains your salvation. The message contains your breakthrough. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of Revelation. And I'm talking about stopping the case. And I'm preaching from this book. Everyone must get a copy of this book, How to Neutralize the Case. Hallelujah. So turn with me to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 21. Revelation 21, verse 9. Revelation 21, verse 9. Hallelujah. It says... And they came unto me, one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. Verse 10. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and a high mountain, and showed me that great city. 
showed me that. You see, Revelation talks about the end time, what you should expect in the end. Amen. So this, this is what you're supposed to expect in the end. How the world will be. The, how the world will be in the end. He showed me that great city. Okay, go back. I didn't, uh, verse 9. Okay. And I'll show them verse 10 again. And he carried me away in that spirit of the great, and, and, and showed me that great city. The holy Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem. Descending out of heaven from God. This is like the new world that is coming. Hallelujah. Verse 11. Having the glory of God. And her light was like unto the a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear crystal. This is the new Jerusalem. This is what the new world will look like. This is how the new city will look like. Verse 23 to 27. Verse 23. And the city, this new world, had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the lamp is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day. For there shall be no night there. You don't close the gates. Open doors. Hallelujah. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Hallelujah. And there shall be no, and, and there shall no wise enter into it anything that defile it. Neither whosoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. These are the citizens. No liars, no fornicators, but those whose name. So, if you read about this new Jerusalem, this is the world to come. And if you are a Christian, I hope to see you in the new Jerusalem. I say, if you are a Christian, I hope to see you in the new Jerusalem. My aim is to be in the new Jerusalem. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. You want to go to heaven? Do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to be in the new Jerusalem? That's why there's a song. We shall be in the new Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And the the Bible is describing the new city. The new world. Juliet, the new Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And obviously, if you look at the description of this city, the person there's no need for light. And the gates are not shut. It means there's no need for you to close your door. You, 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 when you park your car, you don't have to lock it. When you enter your apartment, you don't have to close your door. No need for light. The sun is the light. I mean, if you compare this new Jerusalem to our present New York City, you can see a vast difference. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? You can see that the world we live in is not like that at all. I mean, can you imagine, like I was keep on saying, can you imagine no light in New York City for 24 hours? Can you imagine the commotion? The chaos? The armed robbery and the rape? Can you imagine? You think about it. Can you imagine 
If you say that tomorrow, the New York police is on strike. There's no police. Hallelujah. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, like I was, I was telling on Tuesday, I was driving with Michael Asari. That was my first time I saw it. We passed through a place in the Bronx and I saw huge floodlights. Huge floodlights. So I asked her, what is this? Because where I live, you don't have this. In the night, the streets are dim. Where I live in the night, the lights are dim. So when I saw the huge flag, I said, what is this? He said, oh, it's crime prevention. You need to shine the lights. <laughs> if you make a mistake of turning off the light, I was, very, I was surprised that such huge lights. And he said, they, they need to they turn it on for crime prevention. Right? So it is on. Otherwise, your phone will be gone. Can you? I say, wow, huge lights. Crime prevention. Are you hearing me? You need to keep the lights on. Yeah. But in that city, there will be no need for the lights. Because the sun is the light. Hallelujah. Then, when we started this church, I went to visit, I went to visit somebody with Bishop. In Sheridan. We want to visit a brother in Sheridan. So we rang the bell. Grrr! Say, who is this? Then I mentioned my name. So okay, I'm coming. So I was standing behind the door with Bishop. All that we could hear is crack, 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 crack. Say, hey. Jerusalem, there will be no need to shut your door. I said, there will be no need to shut your door. You see, when, <coughs> when I, the first time I came to this country, I lived in Newark or Edmonton. It's the number one car stealing capital of the world in America. Newark, they can take your car anytime. So I lived in Newark. So the first thing I was told is that, look, over here, you need to secure your car. So I was told that you have to go and buy, you know, the lock jack. Listen, girl, I had a lot of them. I had the one for the steer. The one. <laughs> I had the one for the steer. The one for the, 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 the brake. The one that you put on the clutch. So if I pack my car, oh, I had them. The guy told me that alarm doesn't work. Alarm is useless. So I had it all set. So when I moved, eventually, I was used to 
to my neighborhood. Then I packed the car. Look, then my neighbor said, Boy, you are not in Newark. You don't have to do that. <laughs> he said, You're not in Newark anymore. You don't have to do this. Yeah. Oh, I could lock my car. Man. Because my car was fairly new in that area. Lock it. I have the one for the steer, one for the distant. Low jack. Secure it. You know? But when I moved, the guy, the guy told me, he said, he said, you don't need to do this one here. So what I'm trying to share with you is that the new Jerusalem is not like the, what the world is. So that means that this world is sick. Hallelujah. There's a curse in this world. Amen. The world that, the original world that was created by God is not the world we live in. Hallelujah. There's a curse in operation. That is why the Bible says in that same Revelation 22, let's go to 22. Revelation 22, verse 1 to 5. Revelation 22. This is still talking about the world to come. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as the crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. This is a river flowing. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves, the leaves of the tree, were for the healing of the nations. What was the what what, what was the leaves for? What was the leaves for? Now my simple question is, why heal something that is not sick? So if the nations need to be healed, then what does it tell you? I say, if the nations need to be healed, what does it tell you? I say, if the nations need to be healed, what does it tell you? The nations are sick. Every nation, I don't care, is sick. The next verse. And there shall be no more what? And there shall be no more what? And there shall be no more what? So does it tell you that there's a curse now? So are we living in a curse now? It's simple. There's a curse in the world. Okay? And you have to believe it. Hallelujah. There's a, a curse is a force. A curse is a force. It's a law. I mean, we have gathered here this morning free. We are not afraid. Because there's no law banning the gathering. There's no law banning the gathering of people here. That's why we are sitting here free. But if, God forbid, there's a law that on Sunday morning nobody should meet, we cannot gather here. When we, we will be afraid because then when we meet here, the police will come and enforce the law. But now the police cannot come and do anything to because there's no law. But once there's a law, then they enforce it. That is why a curse is. A curse is a spiritual law and the demons enforce the law. I explain, do you understand? So a curse is a law. And the demons enforce it. So if there is no law against you, no demon can enforce it. That's why the Bible says a curse without a cause shall not come. Is somebody hearing me? Do you understand it? So once there is a curse, then the demons just enforce it. 
So a curse is a power. Hallelujah. It's a law. A curse. Curse. A curse. A curse. How do you say it? Curse. A curse. A curse. A curse. A curse. A curse. It's a law. And demons enforce it. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that currently there is a curse on earth. And until we get into the... Look. It said the leaves are for the healing of the nations. It means the nations are what? Listen to me. There is no nation on earth that is not sick. The disease may vary from country to country. But they are all sick. I said the disease may vary from country to country. But they are all what? Name it. Every country has to say, every country is sick. Every country is sick. Okay? You take Europe. Europe is sick. Europe is sick. The nation is sick. Affection, wild affections. Inordinate affections. Initially, it was one, one, one man, one woman. Then they saw it's no good. Then went to one, one man. Made, it was, initially, it was one man, one mistress. Then it was no good. Then they went to one man, three women, four women, five women, six women. And they said, it's still no good. Then so they went, now, now let's go to one man, one man. And they went there. And they said, it's now no good. Now it's one man, one animal. Sick. America is sick. America is totally sick. <laughs> from there, what is it from? There? <laughs> sick. The things we desire. The crime rate. The murder rate. Can you can you see that it's sick? In mental, emotional instability. Sometimes when you get on the subway, you say, you wonder the year, what, what, where? Sometimes when you get on the subway and you see the, the faces. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, you just want to stand. <laughs> because when you look left and you look right, you don't want to make any eye contact. <laughs> Am I preaching to you? You can see that, look. Just, you are just praying your head from point A to point B. So, because, and, and, and it should be your stance. Because the nation is sick. You can look like, you, if you make a mistake, I look at somebody. Damn you, you looking at me? <laughs> what are you looking at? What you, what do you say? What? What you looking at? How do you say it? What you looking at? The 
There is no way you can stand in a bus in Zimbabwe and look at somebody and you say, oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in Harare. It's not going to happen in Accra. That, who are you looking at? <laughs> Sick. So you just have to stand there and pray in your head that the train will get to the next station, you get off in peace. You go to Geneva, they are sick. You go to Geneva, they are sick. You see a man, he has every car, every luxury, every train, lives in the analysis, but he's so depressed that he drowned himself in the Rhine River. Number one suicide of the well. He killed himself. Jump. I mean, I can't take it anymore. And you ask me, what can't you take anymore? You have a car. <laughs> you have food. You have a nice apartment. You have a vacation home. And you still say, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> what can't you take anymore? Is somebody hearing me? So can you hear that the nations are sick? And let me tell you something. Africa is also sick. <laughs> Africa has its own sickness. Africa has its own sickness. Africa is sick. You get one, you get one person. He carries the, the money of the whole country. <laughs> Carry the whole country's money. And go and put it in the bank for he and his family. How much can you chop? You are sick. And people are dying of hunger and starvation and you have looted the country's money. Yeah. I was re recently reading an article uh, I mean, the, uh, in Nigeria. They went to somebody's backyard. Uh, 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 an oil tanker. You know the tanker is buried in the ground full of dollars. Dollars! Buried. Sick. The nations are sick. I said the nations are sick. We are sick from Ebola. Ebola is killing them. It's also a demon. Are you hearing me? I say, is somebody hearing me? So the nations are sick. Because the curse is in operation. And until we enter the new Jerusalem, where the tree, the leaves shall be used for the healing of the nations. Yes, sir. But you know, my message to you today, Valerie, is that, you see, is that even though there's a curse in operation, even though there's a curse in operation because of the, if our activities, you can stop a curse in your life. Amen. And to me, that's the, that's the good news. Amen. The good news, even though there's a curse around, I can stop the curse in my life. Amen. That is the good news. The good news is that, yes, there's a curse. Yes, there's a problem. But at least, I can block the curse. Or I can reduce the effect of the curse. Hallelujah. That is the good news.
Amen. You see, maybe because I'm a doctor, or I think differently, see, I am not interested in problems. If you ask me, I am interested in solutions. I would rather put more emphasis on the solution than the problem. I mean, listing all the problems to me without giving me an answer, how does it help me? Isn't it? That is why, that is why even in medicine, you see, there are two groups of patients, actually. There are two groups of patients. There are patients who want to know everything that is wrong with them. Tell me, doctor, you tell me. And then there's also another group of patients who, if you don't have an answer, don't tell them. I don't know what, what, what a patient you are. <laughs> but you, you understand what I'm saying? Some patients would like to know everything. And there are some others who also tell them, look, I don't need to know. There are two groups of patients. Some of them, they don't want to. How many want to know everything? I'm just asking, I'm just doing a survey. You, you want to know everything. Even if there's an answer or not, you want to know. Uh -huh, that's a, uh -huh. it, no, it's a, it's a personality type. I want to see by hand those who, whether there's an answer, I just want to know. Let me know. It's a personality type. It's good. And how many also that if there's no answer, please don't tell me. <laughs> and the rest of who are you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. No, no, it, yeah. That is why sometimes you don't have to run, you don't have to run certain tests on you. Because the, the, the results you're going to get is going to make the, people, the person more afraid. It's going to create more what if. I, is somebody hearing me? So, 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 in a way, I'm more interested in solutions. So there's a curse. We know there's a curse. There is definitely a curse. Hallelujah. And you can see in your life there's a case. Look at when you wake up and when you sleep. You labor morning from right of the sun to day, and, and look at what you get for all your labor. One is not much. And even the little light you get, when you get no. Nothing to account for. So there is a curse in the world. Amen. And there was a curse on us. Before the sin of Adam. Or after the sin of Adam. But you can block the case. I say you can block the case. How? You see, that's, that's what I'm teaching about. Let's, you can end. That's what the book is called. The book is called Neutralizing the Case. Or Neutralize. Okay? Bring it to zero. You can bring a case to zero. In your life. Amen. No. So, how did God. There was a case. After the fall of man. How did God end the curse? Or what was God's solution? Amen. So we can also learn. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Or Galatians. 3.13. Galatians chapter 3. Christ, this is the word. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For it is risen. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Christ has done what for us? 
I say, Christ has done what for us? What does the word redeem means? Buy back. Bring back. Release. Rescue. It means before Christ came, we were under the law. The law of sin and death. The law of hell. But Christ came to redeem us. To buy us what? To buy us what? I want you to buy us what? Yeah. So it means that God stopped the curse on mankind by sending Christ. That is why if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, I don't care who you are, you will go to hell. And I mean hell. You can be a good man. You may not have sinned. You may be a principled and a moral person. But without Jesus Christ, you are bound for hell. Because you are under the case. Hallelujah. That is why I like what Billy Graham said. Billy Graham said that the same, I, I, I was so interested, he said, the same price that was paid to, for Mother Teresa to receive was the same price that was paid for me to receive. Even though she did the good works and she was moralist and she was deceived, without the price of without the blood of Jesus, her good works cannot save her. So it does not depend on your good works. It depends on the price that was paid, which was the sacrifice, the blood of Jesus. So you may be you may be a murderer like Saul or a saint like Mother Teresa. At the end of the day, you all need Jesus Christ to be saved. Because a curse was released. And, and the only way to stop the curse, Christ has redeemed us. Amen. Just are you here with me? Christ has redeemed us. So, I keep on saying, so how did God, the Bible said God reconciling the world to himself. For God so loved the world, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ came to preach and to teach and to do miracles. None of them could save you. Okay? His teaching cannot save you and I. His preaching cannot save you and I. The only way he could save us was by the power of the cross. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. I'm preaching to you. Without, without the shedding of blood or sacrificing blood, kill it. Then that will stop the case. So the case is stopped by the sacrifice. So God stopped the case on us. He delivered you and I. I beg you, we cannot go to hell by sacrificing his only begotten son. He sacrificed him. Jesus Christ was sacrificed. Like a lamb, he was brought to the altar and they killed him. For, and he has to be killed by the cross. Because the right way to save was to die on the cross. So that, because cursed is everyone. That, is, 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 that hangs on the tree. That is why Job, when they, at one point, they wanted to kill Jesus Christ. He was on the mountain and he was walking along the edge. And the people wanted to push him down the cliff so that he would fall down and break his neck. He ran away. Because if he had died that way, the curse would not be removed. The curse can only be removed if you hang on a cross. Are you hearing me, church? That's the only way you can take the curse. Hallelujah. So, how did God stop the curse? 
the ancestor is what? So it means that you can stop a curse in your life by sacrificing. A curse is a power. A curse is a force. A curse is a decree against you. And you can block it by sacrifice. I'm teaching you. Huh? I have a heavenly mandate to teach this message very well. So that certain cases will be stopped in your life. So that certain cases will be stopped in your life. I believe I've received a divine mandate. To, that's why I wanted to preach it again. So that you can block certain cases. I don't care where the case came from. It may have come from your own activities. It may have come from your grandfather. It may have come from your grandmother. It may have so many reasons why you get a case. Evil spirits through sex. Lying. Grandparents. Your parents cheated. Your father robbed somebody. There's so many reasons. But that's not, the, that's not my concern now. What I'm concerned is that... Is somebody hearing me? And God broke the case. Not only God. Father Noah. Genesis 8. Genesis chapter 8 verse 20. This is the time of Noah. This was the time of Noah. Father Noah. And when you go to verse 6. My sin. In the world. Too much sin. What were, they, what were they doing in the days of Noah? They were what? Drinking. They were what? Drinking. And getting drunk. They were drinking. And getting drunk. Are we drinking and getting drunk? Alright, let me continue. I say, let me continue. There was so much sin in the world that God said that, I am tired. Genesis chapter 6. I am tired. Of, let me destroy the world because I am fed up. There's so much sin in the world. I am fed up. So let me destroy the world. So God sent a flood. It rained 40 days and 40 nights. The children were singing. Rain, rain, go away. Come and back another day. The rain will not go away. <laughs> Have you seen the song? Rain, rain, go away. Come and fall another day. Little children want to play. Rain, rain. The rain did not go away. <laughs> 40 days and 40 nights. Flooded the whole world. Even if you could swim, you cannot swim for 40 days and 40 nights. So at the end of the day, everybody died. Hallelujah. So when the rain stopped, and the flood, and the ark settled, and Noah came out of the ark, and Noah came out of the ark. That's where we continue. This, that's where we take it here. Go back. This, that's where we take it from here. So now, when Noah came, the first thing Noah did, when he got out of the ark, the Bible says, he built an altar unto the Lord, and took up Every clean beast. First of all, he didn't have any animal. There were not many. But the little that he had, sometimes you have to sacrifice your little. How many animals were in the ark for him to be killing some? Every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. That's the first thing he did. 21. And the Lord said in his heart, the Lord said in his heart, I will not again 
Do what? I said, do you now believe that the flood was a curse? So God said, I will not again do what? Curse the ground anymore. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore everything living as I have done. As I have done. This, is, this, this is what I'm going to share with you. God said, I will no longer do what? I said, God said, I will no longer do what? Why? Why did God curse the ground? What was what? In the days of Noah. Drinking? They were what? Drinking and get. In the days of Noah, they were. Are we sleeping with one another? In the days of Noah, in the days of Noah, it was a woman doing abominable things. Are we doing it now? The question. Are we doing it now? Somebody said more than before. <laughs> Somebody said even more than before. Because at least in the day of Noah, it was not a law. Now there's a law. No, are, are you hearing me? Are, are you getting me? What, whatever was happening in the days of Noah, that made God angry to curse the earth. Unfortunately, it's continuing. No, Mary, am, am I, is, is that true? Do you, uh, I believe you are the lawyer. Do I have a case? Do I have a case? So do you think, so, do, so, so can you say that the people of Sodom and Gomorrah or the people in the days of Noah can say that God, you are not being fair. We did this thing and you killed us. How come you are not killing New York City? Is it like, Mike, is that a justifiable case? Can the people of Sodom say, Mary, can the people of Sodom say, listen to me, God, is gone free. Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> is it fair? Is it a good argument? Can they make that case? The answer is yes. Yeah. The only reason why we are doing what they are doing, but God has not uh, punished us. The way he did to them was because another force was released. The sacrifice of Noah. The sacrifice of Noah. It is because of what Noah did. That is why San Francisco has not been burned down. Not been flooded. It's not that we are better than them. But God said, because of sacrifice, because another power has been released to block the case. Are you hearing me? The case is stopped because of... You see, <laughs> I'm... Tell you about the curse is stopped. Not because you have changed. <laughs> That's what I want to say. Say, that is not the reason. Say, the only reason you are safe is because of the sacrifice of Noah. Thank Father Noah.
You should thank Father Noah. I said you should thank Father Noah. Because sacrifice releases power. Let me continue. I'm making my case. Hallelujah. Now, another example. 2 Kings chapter 3. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 26 to 27. 2 Kings 3, 26 to 27. This story, I'm giving you the background so you can get a background, okay? Okay? The king of Israel, the king of Moab, and another king. Uh, and the king of Israel. They all came again. There was a battle. And they all came again and surrounded him. Judah, Israel, and another king. There was a battle. You know? Like England, France, and Belgium. Battle. Seriously. And the war was intense. The Bible said that, and when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too soft for him, the war was too much. What he did first was that he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through even unto the king of Edom. Edom, Edom it was Edom, Israel, three kings, but they could not. When the war was intense, he gathered 700 of his well-trained men to break through. 700 were well-trained. He couldn't break through. He tried to fight through. Gathered his soldiers, but he could not. Yeah. So he came back. Next verse. Then, so the first move was to gather 700 guys to go and fight. To plan a second strategy. And this was his second strategy. Then he took his, the one who was supposed to rule after him. And offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. Can you, can you, you just picture you, she takes his son. Cuts the boy's head off. Puts him on the, what a sacrifice. A burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel. And they, de- and they departed from him. And reta- suddenly everybody ran away. A man who can kill his own son, you better run away from him. <laughs> Church, are you hearing me? So, something that 700 men could not break through, by the power of sacrifice, he ended it. No, look, you see, I'm not talking about the moral of the story. Okay, I'm not talking about the morality. I'm talking about the principle. But even look, when you go and read them, the Moabites were not Christians. The Moabites served other gods. Trying to tell you that it doesn't matter what god it is. Every god, once you sacrifice, power is released. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is the reason why in the occultic world they sacrifice. Yeah, now I'm talking about spiritual things now. That is why you go and see the juju man. He said, bring some chicken. <laughs> Teaching you. You go and see the voodoo guy. He says, bring something. Because sacrifice is a, I'm talking about a principle. 
irrespective of the God involved, it is a principle in the spiritual realm. Whenever sacrifice is released, power comes out. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Do you understand the principle, Juliet? It doesn't matter. That's what, he, he did not offer his son to God. He offered to the God of Moab. Just like, just like the, the, the guy in Haiti, the voodoo man, who, who, so you go and offer something so that a curse will be upon your life. It is a spiritual principle, whether you believe it or not. Sacrifice release power. Good message. You can block. Why are my two demonstrators? Come. Come, 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 the two of you. My 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 curse and my sacrifice. You are where my sacrifice. This is this is I say a curse is a law. Or so this example, this is the demons about to enforce the curse. For whatever reason, there's a curse upon my life. Whatever reason, whether it's my mother, my father, my uncle, my school, where you slept with. I didn't say to some girl I slept with. I said again, some girl you slept with. That's <laughs> 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 a curse. So something, so so a curse has been a curse of poverty, a curse of early death, a curse of disease, a curse of not marrying. It's very aggressive. He wants, he come to enforce, like how the policeman has come to serve with the summons. So he's come to enforce the case. Then I put this another power. I go and invoke the service of sacrifice by a, a sac, some sacrifice that I do. By the sacrifice, I release another power. Are you hearing me? So now, come after me. He's trying to come. He's trying to come. I said, he's trying to come. Come this way. He's Is somebody hearing me? So sacrifice is the power. Now, the, I'm teaching the work of the Antichrist or the work of Satan. Daniel chapter 8 verse 11. I'm teaching you. Daniel chapter 8. Please, yeah. Thank you. This is the, the Antichrist. This is the devil himself. Daniel talks about the Antichrist, Satan. And this is what he, obviously this is what he does. Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host. You know, Satan said, I will arise. I will be like God. You understand what I'm saying? In Isaiah, I will arise. I will be like God. I will be like the Moses. He, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host. And by him, the daily sacrifice was taken away. And the place of his sanctuary was cast down. Sacrifice was taken away. And the place of sanctuary, verse 12. And an host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression. And it cast down the truth to the ground. And it's practical. And by him. So, sacrifice releases power. And Satan is aware of it. These are all examples. These are, these are all saints. I, Father, I bind every antichrist spirit in Jesus' name. 
Listen. So, here I am. I've been, in the past, I've been sacrificing. There's a curse release. And then, curse comes to the, my sacrifice. It's, it's preventing it. And then when the devil comes, the Antichrist, the Bible says he comes to remove daily sacrifice. So, now come here, come here. So, he comes to attack me. The devil does not come to attack me. He attacks the daily sacrifice. So, he, so now... Now I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> Can you see? Can you see? Now the case of sickness is coming. Ah! The case of death. Ah! The case of divorce. All because the Antichrist has come to be held the, 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 the daily sacrifice. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? So the voice that tells you it's too much, don't do it again as the Antichrist. The voice that says that, oh, you cannot come to church all the time. Because, you see, there is a daily sacrifice. Coming to church on a weekday is a sacrifice. Most of you don't come to church on Tuesday, not because you are working, but because you don't want to rest and save your energy. You don't want to sacrifice. The Antichrist has taken you away. Not because you are working that, on that Tuesday night, you are not working. But you don't want to sacrifice the extra sleep. I'm preaching. Yeah. Yeah. All night prayer meeting. To pray at all night. When you pray all night, you have sacrificed your sleep. But you don't come. Because the Antichrist has taken it away. Some time ago, you used to come. But now, the Antichrist has taken it away. The daily sacrifice. Rehearsals. You don't go again. Because going for rehearsal is a sacrifice. You have stopped going for rehearsals. The Antichrist has come to take away the daily sacrifice. I'm preaching. Don't prayer meeting. I go on the line. A church of this size. You cannot sacrifice waking up one hour early. You cannot sacrifice waking one up early. And then you are complaining that they are harassing me at work. Demons after me. Because you have removed the daily sacrifice. Why can't you wake up at 5 a.m. and pray? That's what God told me to preach to you. The daily sacrifice. The daily sacrifice. You can't wake up to pray. can come for a weekday service. Not because you are working, but you can come. You don't want to come because it will cost you something. Prayer meeting, you can't come because it will cost you something. The sacrifice of fasting. Fasting is a sacrifice. When you fast, listen to me, let me explain to you. Fasting does not change the power in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is still the name of Jesus. 
But when you fast, what you have done is that you have sacrificed something that you eat. Okay? So, the same prayer now carries more power. Because fasting brings in the additional component of another sacrifice. Now you don't fast anymore. Because when you were eating gari and beans, you used to fast. Now you are eating hamburgers. It's too nice. <laughs> I'm preaching. Yeah. Yeah. What food did they used to eat, eat in Gabon? What food? The Gabon food. Huh? Fedu manioc. When you were eating fedu say it in the microphone. Fedu manioc. Huh? Feuille de manioc. Feuille de manioc. What, what, what is it? What is in there? Cassava leaves. Cassava leaves. When you are eating feuille de manioc, cassava leaves, you used to fast. Now you are eating hamburgers, McDonald's, and you are drinking milkshake. So now you don't fast anymore. <laughs> I'm preaching. When you fasted with the feuille de manioc, you saw the power of God. God lifted you up. God brought you here. Now you have seen my burgers and McDonald's. So sacrifice has gone away. And now you are complaining because you have removed a certain power. Giving is sacrifice. Giving is sacrifice. And Noah gave. Hallelujah. The devil is saying you have given too much. There's no need. They are wasting your money. So you stop giving. You don't give anymore. You, don't, you are tired of giving. So the daily sacrifice has been removed. Coming to fix equipment is sacrifice. You used to do it. Now you don't do it anymore. Coming to arrange flowers, you don't do it anymore. Coming early to pray. I said we should pray from 8 to 9. You used to come, but you don't come anymore. I said set up this, we don't do. Witnessing, outreach. You see, daily sacrifice. And the devil comes and takes it away. That is why I'm preaching to you today. We expose the activity of the Antichrist. I say we expose the activity of the Antichrist. May the daily sacrifice not be removed. I say the daily sacrifice in your life may it not be removed. The prayer should not go away. The fasting should not go away. The serving God should not go away. The coming for a weekday meeting should not go away. The coming for the all night should not go away. The, 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 the sacrifice of witnesses should not go away. For it is that which gave you power. Don't let the Antichrist take it away. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, it shall take away the daily sacrifice. Listen, that voice that is telling you that it's enough, you've done more than enough, you've done your part. Don't forget this, my little demonstration. That is the Antichrist whose aim is to hold the sacrifice so that you will be exposed. May the Antichrist not have power over you. Those of you at the back, don't stop doing what you are doing. That is what keeps you going. The, you, are not, you, you, yourself, you know that the things that you do in a day, it brings a lot of curses, a lot of problems. 
But because of what you do in church, those problems are blocked. Don't ever stop doing it. I'm preaching to you. All of us, if you're honest, if you're honest, if you're honest with yourself, the things that you do, including the line on the timesheet and all those things, You lie on the timesheet. You came in at eight. You say I came. At, you came in at nine. You say I came in at eight. You clock out. You still some office. And I'm preaching. The jealousy. The lie. The movie you watched. Some the girl you kiss. The girl you kiss. <laughs> <laughs> curses. What is keeping you? Or what is blocking the law from being enforced? is the daily sacrifice. So why are you allowing the devil to remove the daily sacrifice? Church, I believe by the mandate of the Holy Spirit, I have given you a message that will block the curse in your life so that you can see your growth and your prosperity in Jesus' name. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Same song. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Pray. I've made it too small. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I have made you too small in my eyes. The daily sacrifice will not be stopped. Oh Lord, forgive me, and I have believed in a lie that you were unable to help me. But now, but now, but now, oh Lord. I see my wrong. Oh Jesus, oh God. Don't believe in the lie anymore. Don't let the devil tell you. It's too much. You have done enough. You've done your part. Just leave it for others to do. No, 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 no. Don't let Satan lie to you. Not Antichrist. Don't listen to that line anymore. For he shall take away the daily sacrifice. when he comes, he will take away the daily sacrifice. Listen to me. There is a curse upon the world. The sin of Adam. The sin of Eve. Condemned all of us to death. The Bible said that the wages of sin is death. By the gift of God is eternal life. Because of that sin, God, God sacrificed his only begotten son. So that you and I will not be destined to go to hell. Without accepting Jesus Christ, the curse of the law is upon your life 
and whether you may be a good man, a moralist, but without Christ, you will go to hell. The only way we are saved from going to hell is to accept Jesus Christ. For the Bible said that he became a curse so that we may be redeemed from the curse. So this afternoon, for a few moments, for a brief moment, if you are here and you are not born again, when I say born again, I mean you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And it's very simple. I'm going to explain. It means number one. It means number one. You believe in your heart that God sent Jesus Christ to die for you. And that you, you, accept, you accept that you are a sinner. Number one, you accept that you are a sinner and believe that God sent Jesus Christ to come and die for you. Then number two, you confess with your mouth. You don't, say, you don't meditate on it. You say it loudly with your mouth. And then number three, you don't do it privately, but you do it publicly. So you don't stay in your room quietly and pray and accept Jesus Christ without anybody being there. You see, you, salvation is a public thing. So if you have not done these three things, accepted Jesus Christ in your heart, confess with your mouth before witnesses and this church is a witness there are people here witnesses if you have not done these three things then you are not saved so this afternoon there is room at the cross for you this afternoon is your opportunity to be saved so if you have not done this thing then please I am begging you take advantage of the sacrifice so with every eye closed and every head bowed you want to be born again you want to be saved you want to accept the sacrifice that God made for you. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. You have not done this three. I see your hand up. God bless you. Let your hand go up properly if you have not done it. If you have done it, yes. But if you have not done it. I'm serious. If you have done it, you don't have to do it again. But if you have not done it, please do it. If you have not done it, then please do it. If you have done it before... You, you have to do it only once in your lifetime. So if you have done it, you're okay. But if you have not done it, please do it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You need to do it one time. So if you have not done it, please do it. It's only once. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is room. I'm waiting for you. I just want to make sure. I want to make sure. I just want to make sure. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for salvation. Thank you that Christ sacrificed his life on the cross that we shall redeem from the curse. Thank you for as many as have accepted you here. We are grateful for the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. Okay, healing Jesus. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com. Has been released to block the case. Are you hearing me? The case is stopped because of... You see, <laughs> I'm... T- Tell your neighbor, the curse is stopped. Not because you have changed. <laughs> That's what I want to say. See, that is not.
not the reason. Say the only reason you are safe is because of the sacrifice of Noah. Thank Father Noah. You should thank Father Noah. I say you should thank Father Noah. Because sacrifice releases power. Let me continue. I'm making my case. Hallelujah. Now, another example. Second Kings chapter 3. Second Kings chapter 3, verse 26 to 27. Second Kings 3, 26 to 27. This I'm giving you the background so you can get a background. Okay? Okay? The king of Israel, the king of Moab, and another king. Uh, and the king of Israel. They all came again. There was a battle. And they all came again surrounded him. Judah, Israel, and another king. There was a battle. You know? Like England, France, and Belgium. Battle. Seriously. And the war was intense. The Bible said that and when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too soft for him, the war was too much. What he did first was that he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through even unto the king of Edom. Edom, Edom it was Edom, Israel, three kings, but they could not. When the war was intense, he gathered 700 of his well-trained men to break through. 700 were well-trained. He couldn't break through. He tried to fight through. Gathered his soldiers. But he could not. Yeah. So he came back. Next verse. Then. So the first move was to gather 700 guys to go and fight. To plan a second strategy. And this was his second strategy. Then he took his, the one who was supposed to rule after him. And offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. Can you, can you, you just picture you, she takes his son. Cuts the boy's head off. Puts him on the, what a sacrifice. A burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel. And they, de and they departed from him. And returned. suddenly everybody ran away. A man who can kill his own son, you better run away from him. <laughs> Church, are you hearing me? So, something that 700 men could not break through, by the power of sacrifice, he ended it. No, look, you see, I'm not talking about the moral of the story. Okay, I'm not talking about the morality. I'm talking about the principle. And, but even look, when you go and read them, the Moabites were not Christians. The Moabites served other gods. Trying to tell you that it doesn't matter what god it is. Every god, once you sacrifice, power is released. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is the reason why in the occultic world they sacrifice. Yeah, and I'm talking about spiritual things now. That is why you go and see the juju man. He said, bring some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I 
teaching you. You go and see the voodoo guy. He says, bring something. Because sacrifice is a principle. I'm talking about a principle. Irrespective of the God involved, it is a principle in the spiritual realm. Whenever sacrifice is released, power comes out. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Do you understand the principle, Juliet? It doesn't matter. That's what, he, he did not offer his son to God. He offered to the God of Moab. Just like, just like the, the, the guy in Haiti, the voodoo man, who, who, so you go and offer something so that a curse will be upon your life. It is a spiritual principle, whether you believe it or not. Sacrifice release power. It's a good message. You can block. Why are my two demonstrators? Come. Come, 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 the two of you. My, 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 my curse and my sacrifice. You are my sacrifice. This is, this is, I say a curse is a law. Or, so this example, this is the demons about to enforce the curse. And for whatever reason, there's a curse upon my life. Whatever reason, whether it's my mother, my father, my uncle, my school, where you slept with. I didn't say to some girl I slept with. I said, again, some girl you slept with. That's <laughs> 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 a case. So, something, so, so a case has been a case of poverty, a case of early death, a case of disease, a case of not marrying. It's very aggressive. He, want, he come to enforce, like how the policeman has come to serve with the summons. So he's come to enforce the case. Then I put this another power. I go and invoke the service of sacrifice. By a, a sac, some sacrifice that I do. By the sacrifice, I release another power. Are you hearing me? So now, come after me. He's trying to come. He's trying to come. I said he's trying to come. Come this way. He's Is somebody hearing me? So sacrifice is the power. Now, the, I'm teaching the work of the Antichrist or the work of Satan. Daniel chapter 8 verse 11. I'm teaching you. Daniel chapter 8. Please, yeah. Thank you. This is the, the Antichrist. This is the devil himself. Daniel talks about the Antichrist, Satan. And this is what he, obviously this is what he does. Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host. You know, the, Satan said, I will arise. I'll be like God. You understand what I'm saying? In Isaiah, I will arise. I'll be like God. I'll be like the most. He, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host. And by him, the daily sacrifice was taken away. And the place of his sanctuary was cast down. Sacrifice was taken away. And the place of sanctuary, verse 12. And an host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression. And it cast down the truth to the ground. And it passed And by him. So, sacrifice. 
Christ releases power. And Satan is aware of it. These are all examples. These are all saints. I, Father, I bind every antichrist spirit in Jesus' name. Listen. So, here I am. I've been, in the past, I've been sacrificing. There's a curse release. Though. And then, curse comes to the, my sacrifice. It's, it's preventing it. And then when the devil comes, the antichrist, the Bible says he comes to remove daily sacrifice. So, now come here, come here. So, he comes to attack me. The devil does not come to attack me. He attacks the daily sacrifice. So, he, so now... Now I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> Can you see? Can you see? Now the case of sickness is coming. Ah! The case of death. Ah! The case of divorce. All because the Antichrist has come to withheld the, 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 the daily sacrifice. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? So the voice that tells you it's too much, don't do it again. That's the Antichrist. The voice that says that, oh, you cannot come to church all the time. Because, you see, there is a daily sacrifice. Coming to church on a weekday is a sacrifice. Most of you don't come to church on Tuesday, not because you are working, but because you don't want to rest and save your energy. You don't want to sacrifice. The Antichrist has taken you away. Not because you are working that, on that Tuesday night, you are not working. But you don't want to sacrifice the extra sleep. I'm preaching. Yeah. Yeah. All night prayer meeting. To pray at all night. When you pray all night, you have sacrificed your sleep. But you don't come. Because the Antichrist has taken it away. Some time ago, you used to come. But now, the Antichrist has taken it away. The daily sacrifice. Rehearsals. You don't go again. Because going for rehearsal is a sacrifice. You have stopped going for rehearsals. The Antichrist has come to take away the daily sacrifice. I'm preaching. Don't prayer meeting. I go on the line. A church of this size. You cannot sacrifice waking up one hour early. You cannot sacrifice waking one up early. And then you are complaining that they are harassing me at work. Demons after me. Because you have removed the daily sacrifice. Why can't you wake up at 5 a.m. and pray? That's what God told me to preach to you. The daily sacrifice. The daily sacrifice. You can't wake up to pray. can come for a weekday service. Not because you are working, but you can come. You don't want to come because it will cost you something. Prayer meeting, you can't come because it will cost you something. The sacrifice of fasting. Fasting is a sacrifice. When 
when you fast, listen to me. Let me explain to you. Fasting does not change the power in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is still the name of Jesus. But when you fast, what you have done is that you have sacrificed something that you eat. Okay? So, the same prayer now carries more power. Because fasting brings in the additional component of another sacrifice. Now you don't fast anymore. Because when you were eating gari and beans, you used to fast. Now you are eating hamburgers. It's too nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm preaching. Yeah. Yeah. What food did they used to eat, eat in Gabon? What food? The Gabon food. Huh? Fedu manioc. When you were eating fedu manioc, say it in the microphone. Fedu manioc. Huh? Fedu manioc. Fedu manioc. What is, what, what is it? What is in there? Cassava leaves. When you were eating fedu manioc, cassava leaves, you used to fast. Now you are eating hamburgers, McDonald's, and you are drinking milkshake. So now you don't fast anymore. I'm preaching. When you fasted with the fed in Mayo, you saw the power of God. God lifted you up. God brought you here. Now you are seeing my beggars and McDonald's. So sacrifice has gone away. And now you are complaining because you have removed a certain power. Giving is sacrifice. Giving is sacrifice. And Noah gave. Hallelujah. The devil is saying, you are giving too much. There's no need. They are wasting your money. So you stop giving. You don't give anymore. You, don't, you are tired of giving. So the daily sacrifice has been removed. Coming to fix equipment is sacrifice. You used to do it. Now you don't do it anymore. Coming to arrange flowers, you don't do it anymore. Coming early to pray. I said we should pray from 8 to 9. You used to come, but you don't come anymore. I said, set up this, we don't do. Witnessing, outreach. You see, daily sacrifice. And the devil comes and takes it away. That is why I'm preaching to you today. We expose the activity of the Antichrist. I say we expose the activity of the Antichrist. May the daily sacrifice not be removed. I say the daily sacrifice in your life may it not be removed. The prayer should not go away. The fasting should not go away. The serving God should not go away. The coming for a weekday meeting should not go away. The coming for the all night should not go away. The, 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 the sacrifice of witnesses should not go away. For it is that which gave you power. Don't let the Antichrist take it away. Hallelujah. Yes, it shall take away the daily sacrifice. Listen, that voice that is telling you that it's enough, you've done more than enough. You've done your part. Don't forget this, my little demonstration. That is the Antichrist, whose aim is to hold the sacrifice so that you will be exposed. May the Antichrist not have power over you. Those of you at the back, don't stop doing what you are doing. 
That is what keeps you going. The, you, are not, you, you, yourself, you know that the things that you do in a day, it brings a lot of cases, a lot of problems. But because of what you do in church, those problems are blocked. Don't ever stop doing it. I'm preaching to you. All of us, if you're honest, if you're honest, if you're honest with yourself, the things that you do, including the line on the timesheet and all those things, You rely on the timesheet. You came in at 8. You say, I came, you came in at 9. You say, I came in at 8. You clock out. You steal some office. And... I'm preaching. The jealousy. The lie. The movie you watched. Some, the girl you kissed. The girl you kissed. <laughs> <laughs> Curses. What is keeping you? Or what is blocking the law from being enforced? Is the daily sacrifice. So why are you allowing the devil to remove the daily sacrifice? Church, I believe by the mandate of the Holy Spirit, I have given you a message that will block the curse in your life so that you can see your growth and your prosperity in Jesus' name. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Same song. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Pray. I've made it too small. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I have made you too small in my eyes. The daily sacrifice will not be stopped. Oh Lord, forgive me, and I have believed in a lie that you were unable to help me. But now, but now, but now, oh Lord. I see my wrong. Oh Jesus, oh God. Don't believe in the lie anymore. Don't let the devil tell you. It's too much. You have done enough. You've done your part. Just leave it for others to do. No, 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 no. Don't let Satan lie to you. Not Antichrist. Don't listen to that lie anymore. For he shall take away the daily sacrifice. when he comes, he will take away the daily sacrifice. Listen to me. There is a curse upon the world. The sin of Adam, the sin of Eve, condemned all of us to death. The Bible said that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Because of that sin, God, God sacrificed his only begotten son. So that you and I will not be destined to go to hell 
without accepting Jesus Christ, the curse of the law is upon your life. And I, whether you may be a good man, a moralist, but without Christ, you will go to hell. The only way we are saved from going to hell is to accept Jesus Christ. For the Bible said that he became a curse so that we may be redeemed from the curse. So this afternoon, for a few moments, for a brief moment, if you are here and you are not born again, when I say born again, I mean you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And it's very simple. I'm going to explain. It means number one. It means number one. You believe in your heart that God sent Jesus Christ to die for you. And that you, you, accept, you accept that you are a sinner. Number one, you accept that you are a sinner and believe that God sent Jesus Christ to come and die for you. Then number two, you confess with your mouth. You don't, say, you don't meditate on it. You say it loudly with your mouth. And then number three, you don't do it privately, but you do it publicly. So you don't stay in your room quietly and pray and accept Jesus Christ without anybody being there. You see, you, salvation is a public thing. So if you have not done these three things, accepted Jesus Christ in your heart, confess with your mouth, before witnesses, and this church is a witness, there are people here witnesses, if you have not done these three things, then you are not saved. So this afternoon, there is room at the cross for you. This afternoon is your opportunity to be saved. So if you have not done this thing, then please, I am begging you, take advantage of the sacrifice. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, you want to be born again. You want to be saved. You want to accept the sacrifice that God made for you. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. You have not done this three. I see your hand up. God bless you. Let your hand go up properly if you have not done it. If you have done it, yes. But you have not done it. I'm serious. If you have done it, you don't have to do it again. But if you have not done it, please do it. If you have not done it, then please do it. If you have done it before, you, you have to do it only once in your lifetime. So if you have done it, you're okay. But if you have not done it, please do it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You need to do it one time. So if you have not done it, please do it. It's only once. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is room. I'm waiting for you. I just want to make sure. I want to make sure. I just want to make sure. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for salvation. Thank you that Christ sacrificed his life on the cross that we shall redeem from the case. Thank you for as many as have accepted you here. We are grateful for the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. Okay, healing Jesus. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.